0: Welcome to 12 minutes of dauntless commentary on widely unaccepted truth from God's Word. Hang on to your Bible. I am Elsie Breeden, and this is Audaciously Unpopular. Hopefully y'all are still trying to recover from last week's episode about feeling the burn. I hope that challenge has stuck with you. I'm going to continue on that challenge today and talk about the thing that scares you. There's a lot of talk about callings, especially within the body of Christ, within the church. And a lot of people, I've heard a lot of discussions about callings. How do you know what you're called to do? How do you find out what God wants you to do? How do you know your place within the church, what you should serve in, what you should do? And a lot of the time, those conversations end up being, well, start with what your natural talent is, start with what you're comfortable in, start with what you know. And I'm not saying that's wrong at all, but I wonder if we try to identify our callings based on what we can handle ourselves, based on what we're comfortable in, based on what we have learned, based on what we can do without thought or prayer like I mentioned last week, and talents are God given. And they're particularly given for use in our callings. This this is a fact. However, we like to stay in the realm of our natural talent, we like to stay in what we know we can handle by ourselves. It's kind of like, again, like last week going to the gym, we're not gonna just pick up a weight that we know is too heavy for us we're going to stay within what we think we can do. And yes, a little by little, we're going to increase, but we're not going to just go grab the biggest one on day one. And I think that we look at our callings and our talents and say, what can I handle by myself? What can I do at this stage in life and, I, and I'm going to be okay and I don't have to stretch or grow or feel the burn? And so we identify our callings in our natural talent. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying, I don't know that we should stay there because we know what we're capable of and we want to stay there because there we can control it and we can perform. We don't really have to think about it or pray about it or study because we already know how. And you know how quickly we choose the familiar? Because it's safe, right? We know it. But I challenge you to consider this. What if what God wants is bigger. What if what He wants is bigger than what you can do on your own? What if it's bigger than anything you could learn, any skill you could master, any talent that you possess? What if what He wants you to serve in? What if what He sees you doing in the kingdom is way bigger than anything you could do by yourself? What if His calling on your life is something? big enough that your talents just aren't enough what if you're not enough in yourself and I know that's unpopular because in today's world it's you've got this you can do this you're gonna rock this you're great at this and it's all this this positivity based on our own talents and our own merits but if we're really honest we can't we can't do this by ourselves and so if we're looking to serve in the kingdom of god but we're wanting to stay in the realm of what we know we can do by ourselves what are we doing what are we thinking but when we look at this challenge as what if he wants something bigger than what i can do that is scary that's when it starts to burn isn't it maybe you're thinking of something right now some capacity that you could serve in some Part that you could do something you could do in the kingdom and it's scaring you to death because it's not something that you can do on your own stepping into territory that we can't control and relinquishing that control and the outcomes and just giving into something and someone more powerful than us that's uncomfortable and we don't like it it's scary and we stay away from it but I want you to consider what if he wants something bigger maybe your talent is teaching but he wants you to mentor one-on-one, investing in the life of a young person. Maybe you're a mom, but he's called you to love on kids that aren't even yours in some capacity. Maybe you can sing, but he's called you to take his message into nursing homes, prisons, and on the streets. Maybe you're great at studying his word, but he's called you to share it with others in more specific ways. Maybe you already know what I'm talking about. Maybe you're an awesome organizer. You've got this down, but he's called you to lead the children's department at church. Maybe you've got a heart of compassion, but he's called you to show it to your family members who have hurt you. You see, these maybes are things that we can learn to do, things we can handle on our own. But the things that he may be calling us to is way bigger Things that we're not ready, we're not strong enough for. We're not ready. We're not spiritually mature enough. We haven't developed that level of fruit in our lives yet. And so we look at these things and we go, no, we can't do that. And we, you know what? You're right. You can't. And I think that's the whole point. I think the whole point of him calling us to something in his kingdom is to put us in places That we are tasked with things for his glory and for the edification of believers. And it doesn't have anything to do with us. I think that's the whole point. Because he is the one who deserves the glory. He is the one who gives us the wisdom and the strength and the talent. And the love and the compassion and whatever else we need in that moment. He is the one. He even gives words. If you read Jeremiah chapter 1, he approached Jeremiah and Jeremiah said, No, I can't do that. I can't be a prophet. I'm young. I don't know what to say. They won't listen to me. You know what the Lord did? He said, he, he touched Jeremiah's mouth and he said, I have put words, my words in your mouth. You won't be afraid of what they say. You won't be afraid of what to speak because I have put my words within you. That's what I'm talking about. He approached Jeremiah with a calling that Jeremiah, in his own natural talent, was unsure of. He couldn't do it by himself. He had nothing to say. That's the point. Because then it wasn't Jeremiah speaking to the nations. It was God speaking to the nations. And if Jeremiah would have been confident when God said, I need you to be a prophet, and Jeremiah would have responded, oh yeah, I I can tell them a thing or two. I've got this down. How would have God spoken through him? He couldn't have because Jeremiah would have been too busy saying what he thought all by himself to even give the word of God. You see what I'm saying? The thing that scares you that you're avoiding for your life right now, that you're trying to stay away from because you're like, I can't do this by myself. That's the whole point. He's trying to teach you to rely on him. He's trying to teach you what he can do with you. And if you never step into that place that burns, where you start feeling that burn again, if you never step into that place, how will you know what he can do with you? How will you know if you don't go, if you don't step out there in faith and in pursuit of his calling that is bigger than you and it is scary and it is uncomfortable and it is not something that you can do by yourself. That's the whole point. Is for him to work through you. So whatever your talent is. Whatever gift you have. Maybe you're operating in those gifts and those talents. And that is awesome. But are you doing it to the level that he's called you to? Or are you just doing it where you're comfortable? Because there's another whole level of when he plugs in his anointing. And his strength and his words and his presence and his peace into who you are into who he is making you to be, and there's an explosion of what he can do. There's an explosion of his power in your life and the lives of the people around you when you step out of your natural talent and say, God, I want to do this, but I can't, and you just let him do it. When we take ourselves out of the way, when we take our preconceived ideas and what we're comfortable in and our natural talents, and we just say, Lord, I'm here. Use me. I don't know how to organize this team. I don't know how to make an outreach ministry happen. I don't know how to teach the women at my church. I don't know how to do all of these things. I don't know how to mentor whatever those, whatever that is, whatever it is for you, whatever he's nudging, whatever he's calling you to that is so much bigger than you, whatever that is. We can't just not do it. He's calling us. He's wanting to use us. He's God. He doesn't need us. I know that's that's not popular either. But hey, you're listening to Audaciously Unpopular. You asked for it. It's not popular to say that God doesn't need us, but he doesn't. He's God. He can do anything with or without us. But the thing is, he wants to use us. He wants to use you. But he doesn't want to just use you with your natural gifts and talents. He wants to use you where you have no idea what's going on. Because in the moment that he uses you when you have no idea what's going on, guess what? You know it's not you. There's no question in your mind that it's not you. That you didn't come up with it. That you couldn't complete it. That you didn't implement it. That you have absolutely nothing to do with it. Because it was beyond your capabilities. It's about what he can do through you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what he does. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me, instead of shine away from those places that you're afraid of. Paul says, I will rather boast in my weaknesses. I would rather boast in the things that I have no clue about because that's where Christ shines the brightest. That's where I'm out of the way and he can do whatever he wants to. That's the places that we should be seeking, not getting away from because it's scary. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, it says, For you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his footsteps."